This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. As you heard in Bob's News, the new government is getting down to business today, getting ready to tackle its top priorities, which were laid out yesterday afternoon. One item in the top three comes as something of a surprise, and that is the cancellation of a wind energy project in Prince Edward County. That announcement was made by Todd Smith, the government house leader and former energy critic, and The project just happens to be in his riding. The CEO of that project is saying that the cancellation will cost $100 million. Also very troubling, it appears that the final go-ahead for this was given during the election campaign, and that is a big no-no. Meanwhile, one of the Ford promises that got a lot of traction has moved down the list, and that is the firing of the CEO of Hydro One. Does that bother you, or uh, do we have to give them a little bit more time? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And right now, we go to Tom Adams, independent energy critic. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. So uh, what do you make of this? Were you also surprised um, by the cancellation of this wind project as the first thing? Well, I, 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 apologies in advance if my cell phone uh, service breaks up, but uh, I, I was both surprised and delighted uh, uh, to see this thing uh, uh, get canceled. Th- this project has had a really uh, troubling history. Um, I did an FOI, a Freedom of Information investigation, back in 2013, and that uh, the documents released by the government back then revealed that as early as 2012, uh, the Liberal government recognized that this project was really bad news, and uh, and they were considering different methods uh, they might use to cancel it at that time. Um, so, you know, it's it's not news that this is a bad project. Um, uh, what is news is to, to see the, the new government taking action. Okay, let's bring in Peter Tabbins, the NDP energy critic. Hello, Peter. Hey, Libby, how are you doing? Fine, and uh, congratulations on your re-election. Thank you. So, uh, what is your reaction to finding this cancellation as, uh, you know, top of the priority list? Well, we were very surprised, frankly. Uh, first of all, because we went through the gas plant scandal. Uh, we went through the hearings. The Tories know exactly what happens when you tear up a contract for a project that's already under construction. You get stuck with huge damages, and the, the builders saying it would cost up to $100 million. I don't know if that's exactly the figure, but uh, given what I saw when we went through the gas plant cancellations, that seems a credible number. So we're taking on this big expense for no good reason. Frankly, the contract had already been signed. The project was under construction. Uh, 
the idea that this is the top priority for this government is is not is not one that makes sense. I mean, certainly it makes sense in terms of doing a favor to the MPP for Prince Edward County, Todd Smith. Yeah, I can. I, I don't approve it, but I can see how it follows through. But I don't think that's the way people want politics to be run in Ontario. They don't want it to be based on backroom deals and favors. They want it based on what are the interests of the people in this province. And do you, sorry, do you, do you agree with Tom that it's a bad project, though? No, I don't. Um, but, but I'll set that aside. Whether it was a good or a bad project, taking on a $100 million expense when we don't have to take it on makes no sense for the people of this province. They are already stuck with enough other bills. People were incensed about the gas plant scandal, thought we'd throw away a billion dollars when we didn't have to. They should be equally incensed that we're throwing away a hundred million dollars on this project, something that the Tories didn't have to do. There are all kinds of issues to be dealt with in the energy file. Uh, But again, this looks like a a backroom favor uh, to a cabinet member not really a considered thought about how we deal with high electricity prices in this province. Uh, it makes no sense to me. And frankly, given all the talk we heard about the election, about Mr. Ford's focus on the CEO of Hydro One, to put that way down on the list of his concerns and put this at the top, I think people have to be scratching their heads and saying, so how honest was he being about what was important to him? Uh, uh, Tom, okay, uh, so... In terms of this project, one of the troubling things that I saw was that the final go-ahead came during the election campaign. Now, it was approved back in, in 2009. How big an issue is that? Yeah, I, so I, I want to join you in congratulating uh, Peter on his, his re-election. Thank you, Tom. Um, yeah, and I'm really glad to see somebody that does understand the energy file, uh, you know, helping to keep the government to account. But on this one, I I, I disagree with him. Um, uh, th- th- this this project received its critical last step of approval, something called notice to proceed from a government agency during the writ period. That's just while the election was underway. Now that um, uh, the the reason that's a big no-no is because there's a long-standing parliamentary tradition that. Um, uh, governments don't engage in big commercial uh, uh, commitments while the people are deciding who the next government's going to be. And uh, th- so this government stepped outside, you know, the previous government stepped outside of the, of the, the traditional rules uh, uh, that would prohibit this kind of thing. It makes the White Pines case, this, this, this wind power project, just a fantastic testing ground for the new Ford government to um, uh, look at its options for how to wind down the commitments for bad projects. Uh, and uh, on the question of whether this, is, uh, this White Pines project is a good project or not, the, the, a key factor here is that this project from the get-go was located in um, uh, an internationally recognized area of uh, a key bird habitat. So this is a migratory pathway. Uh, it's nesting territory. There are other sensitive environmental issues, uh, uh, a rare blanding's turtle species that inhabits the area. 
And it, uh, it, 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 I, I think it was outrageous that the previous government gave environmental approval for this thing. So the, just the, all kinds of questions about uh, how this project got approved can get ventilated now. Uh, and it's a great test case to, to, for, the, for the new Ford government to figure out how to get out of these bad deals. Now, I want to move along to Hydro One, but, but before, I need a clarification, because the CEO of the project said that one turbine is already up. How does one turbine get built before the final approval? Can someone explain that to me, please? Well, I, I don't know precisely what has gone on in terms of the approval date and the construction date, but contract was signed a while ago. Uh, obviously, they had marshaled their resources. They were moving forward on the site. Uh, my understanding was that this was a go. And frankly, given the contract had already been signed, uh, if everything else was in place, I don't see why the electricity system operator couldn't simply say, okay, you've got everything in place, all the approvals are there, you've got all the investment, proceed. I see that very differently from cancel or putting something forward when a contract hasn't been signed. If a contract hadn't been signed, I'd have to agree with Tom. But we're, we're much further down the road, which is why I think the risk to ratepayers is so high. And I, I think that the Ford government has shown that it will behave entirely like the previous Liberal government. It will look after itself. It will look after its members. It will engage in a sort of background or backroom favoritism and ignore the needs of the people of Ontario. And the people of Ontario are frustrated with paying out for things that they're not going to get. And that happened with the, the gas plant issue. We paid out a billion dollars. Yeah. And frankly, we didn't need to. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, Peter, uh, you've said now that they have said that they really wanted to fire the $6 million man, the uh, Hydro One, that was not on the top list of priorities. And you've said that they are finding that that may be more complicated than they thought, even though um, Doug Ford told me in this studio, he said, I said, you know, it might cost you $10 million to fire him. And he said, fine. So what are the complications and what do you make of the fact that that was not at the top of the list versus this plant? it's, it's him saying one thing before the election and acting very differently afterwards. I think that's the thing that's most noticeable. I don't know precisely what the legal and technical difficulties are, but as I said during the election, unless you actually bring Hydro One back into public hands, you may get rid of this $6 million man. You're just going to have another one appointed by another board of directors at another time. Maybe you'll have someone who's better connected to the Tories and to the Liberals. I don't know. But the fundamental issue here is if, you're gonna, if you want to prevent these outrageous salaries, then you have to have these outfits, these companies, controlled by the Ontario government. And that, that involves buying back the shares? Yes, it does. And uh, frankly, if you actually want to deal with the price of electricity in Ontario, you have to bring the system back into public hands. And so far, the Conservatives have shown no interest in that whatsoever, which is pretty strange because the public hydro system was set up by Conservatives in the first place over a century ago. They understood that controlling that system and providing power at cost made a huge difference in terms of competitive advantage for Ontario to attract industrial investment. And the Tories seem to have forgotten that and gotten into, well, someone can get rich 
uh, owning this privately and not thinking about the economy as a whole, not thinking about the people. Well, well, that was the Liberals that brought that on us. Um, uh, no, I'll, I'll just point out, Libby, Mike Harris started the process of privatization. Um, they tried to privatize Hydro One before the 2003 election. They got blocked in court. They understood the political risk. The Liberals just simply carried on with the Tories that left off. Okay, that's interesting. Thank you for correcting me on that. Anytime. Okay, uh, anytime I can be corrected. <laughs> Sorry, Libby, I didn't mean no, it. No, that no, way. That, no. No, I, I stand by that. And sometimes it's our uh, audience that corrects me, and I am uh, open to that. So, uh, Peter Tabbins, I know you have to go. Thank you so much for being with us. Libby, thanks. A real pleasure. And, Tom, best to you as well. Take care. Okay, take care. We uh, continue with Tom and with our listeners. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Tom Adams has been saying that even though it was a surprise, the cancellation of this wind energy project in Prince Edward County stands to become a very good test case for cancelling bad deals made by the Liberal government. Uh, So so I gather, Tom, that you do not accept any of Peter's arguments on this note. Well, <laughs> Peter and I have things we agree on and some things we disagree on. Um, uh, you know, the the NDP have uh, been like big supporters of the uh, the previous government's liberal uh, 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 green energy act. Um, uh, they they uh, have been uh, big supporters of the approach that the previous government took with uh, 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 renewable energy projects. Um, uh, they, of course, they had differences of opinion. Uh, they, they wanted the, the green energy projects undertaken under a public ownership and not private ownership. But uh, in in the fundamentals, they wanted to see more wind and solar. So, you know. Uh, it, Peter's comfort with the with the with the the, the White Pines project specifically, you know, I think is consistent with their historic practice. But uh, you know, the, we we do part company on that. I, I think that the, the there were a list of um, the 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 wind projects that were uh, uh, located and approved uh, uh, to be located in areas. Of, of particular environmental sensitivity, um, uh, particularly around the issue of birds and bats, and and uh, you, you know, so uh, I'm I'm not on the team that that says uh, all all renewable energy projects are good, no matter where you put them. Okay, I want to get to the phones. Uh, before we get to it, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. It was a surprise that the top of the agenda for the new conservative government is cancelling a wind energy project in Prince Edward County, which just happens to be in the writing of Todd Smith, the government house leader now who announced this. We heard from the NDP energy critic uh, saying that this opens us up to risk that is not necessary because the CEO of the project said, hey, it's going to cost you $100 bucks." 
to cancel this. Uh, we've seen canceled projects before. So do you think this is a good thing? Tom Adams says it's a test case for uh, getting rid of bad energy deals. What do you think? Also, uh, the, all that Sturm and Drang and hue and cry about firing the $6 million man, Mayo Schmidt, CEO of Hydro One, that's not happening at least anytime soon. What do you make of that? Does that bother you? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And let's go to Bob in Etobicoke. Hello, Bob. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? Not bad. Um, I've been trying to get a hold of somebody in the Conservative Party about wind. Uh, they're putting a wind-generating project together up in the tourist area. It's up in the French River um, where Grundy Lake Provincial Park is. It's a large one. There's between 87 and I've heard as many as 250 wind turbines going in there. What I've learned about wind turbines, they are not energy efficient and sometimes you see them turning slow when there's no wind, but they are actually using electricity to turn the turbines because if they sit there stopped, the turbine blades warp. So they have to keep power on them to keep them turning so they do not warp. And which is, uh, they don't tell you that. They are not energy efficient. We don't have enough wind. It's not constant enough. And to me, I don't agree with any of them anywhere at any time. And does it, um, the does amount of money we wasted for putting these things in, we could have put a brand new nuclear station in and had power for the next 30 years without question, a heck of a lot cheaper than what we're paying for it now. Uh, do, you, do you have a problem with the government counseling this? No. Even if it's $100 million bucks. Cost? I don't know why it's $100 million, because you tell me that they're supposed to be about $3 million bucks a piece, and they say there's nine of them. Well, that would not be $100 million if you were putting them in. So why would it cost you that much? So I haven't seen the taking, contract, so I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know that. There's some, something, something fishy about this. It's the same as the cancellation of that, uh, the, the gas plant that was never canceled. It was relocated. That one will be up and running shortly because it's in Belleville. It was never canceled. It was moved from, from the Ford plant to Mississauga. And then it was moved, it was on delay, but it's the same, it's just like you paying for, you order a car at one GM dealer and they don't have your right color, so you go to the next place and, you, and they don't have one that's a convertible, you want a green convertible, they don't have a convertible. So you go to the third place and you finally get the car and you're colored, you pay three times for the same car. That's what we have done, and uh, it's wrong. I Okay, Bob, thanks okay, for that. Bye-bye. Bye Let's go to Bruce in Mississauga. Hello, Bruce. Hi, beautiful day. Beautiful yes, day. beautiful day. I just wanted to talk about the wind turbines. It's my understanding that some of the original wind turbine projects were put up by, uh, by Samsung, and what the deal was that they would get paid 70 cents per kilowatt hour, but they would actually foot the bill to actually build these structures and to maintain them uh, for, for, for 20 years. And then I, I, it's my understanding that that was negotiated down to 50 cents per kilowatt hour because of all the, the hoopla regarding how expensive it was for the, for the, uh, for the, for the turbine energy. But I, I think that we shouldn't cancel that project. If, we've, if it's going to cost us $100 million, I, I don't think we should cancel that, that, that turbine project at all. Um, there must be more to it than, than what we're hearing about. And, uh, you know, 
I don't know. Same with this guy, the CEO. I don't think you could you you could fire a CEO if it's a publicly owned con- uh, a company. Well, it's it's partly privatized. There's a board of directors. The board of directors can fire him, but the province has the right to uh, replace the board of directors. So so what he would have to do is put in a new board of directors, and they would fire the guy. And today I heard numbers of five million, but beforehand, if you look at the circular, he could get ten million bucks. And as I said. Doug Ford was in this studio, and I said, do you really want to fire him if it's going to cost you $10 bucks?" And he said, yes. So uh, what, whatever roadblocks he's running into at the moment, I mean, I guess he still has to uh, appoint a new board and fire this one before he can get to that, Tom. That's right. And Tom? It's, it's on our dime. Yep. Thanks, Bruce. Uh, Tom? Yeah, Libby, I wonder if I can just jump in here. Um, uh, Your previous caller, Bob, uh, uh, was referring to a very large wind power project up up in uh, Georgian Bay. The the project's called Henvy, and and it is outrageous. Uh, uh, Bob is absolutely right about this. This would be the most expensive wind power in Ontario. Um, uh, It has a special price. Uh, um, uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's also located in a sensitive area. It's, um, I, 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 you know, another one of these examples of projects uh, of power we don't need. Um, uh, it, and, it, like, in, in terms of, it, you know, issues on the chopping block uh, uh, for the new Ford government, this is a project not yet complete, you know, uh, uh, completed, and uh, it, it is 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 one that sh- that should be on the uh, you know you know top of the list for a thorough review uh, uh, before you know we, we go any further on, on this thing. Um, the the uh, you know the the cost of power is has, of course you know a huge concern for people. Um, and when, when, you know, Ford was talking during the election about, you know, getting rid of the CEO of Hydro One, I was keep, kept asking, like, how is that going to help customers out? Um, Good question. Uh, well, and it, it, the, but, but tackling the contracts uh, uh, for, especially for power we don't need, that is getting down to brass tacks about the, you know, the fundamental drivers for the cost of power. So, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm really happy uh, uh, if Ford is able to refocus his efforts on those elements of the power situation where the where the savings are available. I, I don't, you, you know, the, the fact that we've had the CEO of a company with an energy contract saying that it's going to cost uh, uh, the taxpayer a hundred million bucks. You know, I mean, he made that statement. That's that's a fact, but that doesn't prove that this is that's hundred million is is uh, you know cash the, on the barrel head. Is uh, the real number? Lot, it, it, that's right. So you know, when when litigation gets initiated, you know there are wild claims on all sides often, um, uh, and and so there are more shoes to drop. I, I'm not just simply accepting that this is going to cost a hundred million bucks to get out of this bad contract that wins. I, uh, I should have been I should have been saying could cost a hundred million dollars, but I was just quoting that CEO. Of course, that's what he would say. But uh, I think the point is that. You know, and I've talked to them about this before. I, I don't know how many contracts they've looked at since the transition, but uh, we don't know 
what's in those contracts so we don't know how much it's going to cost and taxpayers are going to be the ones on the hook of course yep okay tom is there anything you'd like to leave us with on this well you know ford has made a couple of moves uh uh just in the energy file uh, uh you know he's 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 going after the the, the cap and trade the carbon tax um, uh, uh, he, that, that has knock-on effects. Uh, you know, he, he's gotten rid of this very bad program. This is uh, the Green Ontario Fund. Um, uh, he, you know, he's, he's, he said he's going to get going with audits. Um, now he's going after this bad White Pines project. You know, he's on a roll here. There's a lot of, uh, there's some good signs coming down the pipe that this government's able to concentrate on the, on the bigger issues. So, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm quite encouraged. Okay, well, good to hear that. We end on a positive note. Tom Adams, thank you so much for being with us. So good, Libby. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.